Oh no. It's the American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Emmett McConnell. In this episode, I talk the previous week in MLS, a flurry of eliminations in CONCACAF Champions League, and I talk to Philadelphia Union left back, Kai Wagner. Here are the headlines from this past week. Actually, just less than an hour ago, the Chicago Fire officially announced that they have signed Nico Gaetan. We've been waiting for this one for a while, uh, but I think the worry for the most part for Chicago is the fullbacks, not the attackers. CJ Sapong and Nemanja Nikolic are fighting uh, for that lone striker position. A battle Sapong is somehow winning, while Alexander Katai and Chemislav Frankowski look dangerous on the wings, and even Sapong got a start in the wing after scoring in the opening game. Uh, so you already have three wingers basically fighting out for that position. So the worry isn't really the attack for Chicago, but the fullback position. Uh, they still look pretty weak. Uh, still, this is a very talented player who had had an unfortunate massive drop in performances since leaving Benfica. Uh, Atletico Madrid wasn't a good fit, and apparently neither was China. So he comes to America. We'll see what he offers. Um, we know he's talented, and I think that uh, head coach Velko Panovic will find it very difficult to not get this guy into the starting 11, given his play. We might not see him this week, um, uh, given he's just joined today. But again, this much talent would be tough to keep him on the sidelines. Uh, the Philadelphia Union also made a signing, midfielder Jamiro Montero from FC Metz in France. Uh, from what I've seen him in training, uh, he's exactly what the Union need in midfield. Uh, he's tidy on the ball, has good movement, and is a ball winner. He's the utility man that the Union have never really had in recent years. Uh, Jim Curtin has said that uh, he needs his green card to play because of domestic player rule. They haven't finished all the paperwork yet, so it's possible he features this weekend on Sunday against Atlanta, but not confirmed. Uh, Curtin did say that, worst-case scenario, he'll play against Columbus in the following week. Columbus, meanwhile, looked much of the same from the previous years with a 2-0 win in New England at the Foxborough Fortress. Zach Seffen saved a penalty in the 59th minute from Diego Fagundes to keep it 1-0. And it appears Caleb Porter might have kept some of the magic that Burhalter instilled there. Uh, it's never an easy game against Columbus, and it's trouble for New England, who lose their home opener. Never a good sign. On Saturday, Vancouver and San Jose became the first teams to two losses. Another one would join them on Sunday, the Philadelphia Union. Real Salt Lake beat Vancouver 1-0 at home thanks to uh, perhaps a questionable penalty call. Corey Baird appears to be already going down when the contact from Jake Nowitzki comes. Uh, that's two penalties conceded by the Whitecaps right back already. Vancouver, a lot of people's darling pick, is starting to see some growing pains. And perhaps this experiment from Mark DeSantos will need a little bit more time to develop. On the other side, an experiment that is not taking much more time to develop, Minnesota United... The big 3-0 win on the road over San Jose Earthquakes. That is Minnesota's second road victory of the season, doubling last year's total. Uh, this Minnesota United team is starting to look very deadly on the attack, and now that has some defensive pieces in Ike Opara, Ozzy Alonso, and Jan Gregouche. They are, in my mind, a complete team. Again, they, they have beat Vancouver and San Jose so far, so given that those two teams are at the bottom, maybe it doesn't mean as much 
We'll see what happens when they start facing some more potent attackers. Meanwhile, San Jose, two losses now, employed a strange man-to-man marking system. Didn't work out here, having conceded three goals. But we'll see how it evolves for Matias Almeida's side. Not many teams in world football employ this kind of man-to-man marking. Uh, just because it leaves the chance for so many openings, it leaves chances for defenders to lose a mark uh, and cover not to be available. So San Jose still has some things to work out. Uh, Christian Espinosa looked really good on the wing, but other than that, there wasn't too much going for San Jose in a 3-0 loss. FC Dallas took three points against a Zlatan-less LA Galaxy team thanks to a Brian Acosta banger that was even good enough for SportsCenter's top 10. Galaxy did sign before this game and played U.S. men's national team midfielder Joe Corona. Uh, I think he'll be a really important piece moving forward. He fills up that midfield that was perhaps a little weak at times uh, and played with Jonathan Dos Santos and Sebastian Lechet uh, and kind of rounds out a team that was previously mostly just focused on stars, both of which in this game were missing due to injury. Romain Alessandrini on the wing Injured in the previous match, missing as well as Zlatan, who was dealing with an Achilles injury. Galaxy weren't going to do a whole lot with their two main men missing, but I think that this team is starting to look more well-rounded. It's definitely an issue last year. It was a little bit lopsided uh, in the attack. On to Sunday, New York City FC and DC United drew nil-nil on a horrendous Yankee Stadium pitch. It looked browner than a UPS truck. Both Bill Hamid and Sean Johnson proved their worth, however, in goal and were the star performers in that game. Each had at least one fantastic save late in the match to keep it level. Hamid ended up backing up some of his talk with performances. Last week, he called out Brad Guzon, saying that he was better than the Atlanta keeper and deserved a chance with the national team. I'd say based off talent, he does. Very talented goalkeeper. But that kind of talk will not help you get in to the starting lineup. It makes it probably even worse Think about the fact that he trashed a long-standing U.S. goalkeeper who's had experience in England in the Premier League. Not a good look, Bill, but on the field, good performance. A penalty and an own goal down the Union 2-0 in Kansas City. Marco Fabian also missed his penalty, but let's be real. It was saved terrifically by Tim Melia, and then was later shown a red card for a stamp on Johnny Russell. Now in slow-mo, it looks bad. It looks like he's stomping down on the Scottish international, but there wasn't much else for him to do when he's up in the air like that. Jim Curtin said in his weekly press conference that they will not be appealing the red card. Uh, he mentioned that this is a matter that the officials had spoke to the league before the season and said they are going to crack down on stamps. So Curtin did not believe it would be worthwhile in appealing the red card, uh, and instead it appears that teenager Brendan Aronson will get his first cap for the Union as they travel to Atlanta. Uh, there's a few other options who could play on the 10, but Curtin was a bit coy uh, in his press conference talking about who might be replacing Fabian, uh, but he did use some words that pointed to Aronson. He said a guy who deserved time, who they've been thinking of getting in past minutes. Aronson has been in the 18 in the past two matches uh, and apparently has been showing very well in practice, so perhaps we'll see him in this very challenging road game in Atlanta. Who, by the way, drew 1-1 at home to newcomer Cincinnati, Last week, it was FC Cincinnati's first MLS point, and funny enough, also Atlanta's first point this season. Roland Lamar had a late goal in the 87th minute from a great pass from Kenny Safe to put him 1v1 with Brad Guzon. Atlanta seemed to still be adjusting to Frank DeBoer's plans, 
and have had a non-dominant MLS start that many expected given their preseason performances. It may be a little harsh to be counting Atlanta out so early given what happened to Toronto last year, but again, for me, this is a matter of the CONCACAF Champions League pulling them down. We've seen DeBoer in the past struggle early on trying to get his system intact, but I have been impressed with Atlanta so far in the fact that the passing from the back is outstanding. They're playing through entire levels of the other team, playing through the forwards and the midfields with a single pass up to their forwards who get a chance to turn. So I've been impressed with that, but again, DeBoer, will see how the adjustments happen. We'll see what happens this weekend. It would be tough for them to lose more points at home to a struggling Union team who are 0-2 so far, but given the amount of play they've had so far, too many minutes this early in the season, it'll be tough for them uh, yet again against a Philly team who likes to play attacking football on the road. And the last game, LAFC beat Portland Timbers 4-1 at home. Bob Bradley, once again, favors Jordan Harvey at left back. This is why I think we need Eric back on the show, because he would have to be here to defend Bob Bradley, saying things like hashtag Bradley out, but that's two assists for Harvey in two games, and LAFC with a big 4-1 victory. But the real focus on this game was Carlos Vela, who had an absolutely stunning game and was involved in each goal. Portland, meanwhile, tough loss on the road, will be without Diego Chara after he received a second yellow card for flicking Diego Rossi's ear. Really strange incident. Rossi makes a meal of it, but Chara was being perhaps a little immature himself. Portland have yet to win without Chara in their last 22 games, and they go on the road to Cincinnati for FC Cincinnati's first ever home game. Guess it wouldn't be too smart to bet on the Timbers in that one. You know Cincinnati gets a good turnout. They led USL last year. They actually would have been the fifth highest attendance in MLS. So this will be a tough one uh, for Portland because you know Cincinnati is going to be up for that. That's it for the MLS talk from the week. We move on now to the CONCACAF Champions League. Tough week for MLS. Atlanta United, New York Red Bulls, Houston Dynamo have all been eliminated from CONCACAF Champions League. And Sporting Kansas City still have their home match against Independiente tonight. Should Sporting Kansas City win by any scoreline, they advance to the semifinals. And that, in my mind, is where the competition starts holding some weight. So I'd say yes at this point. Go ahead and make some history, Kansas City. It didn't appear to hurt them all that much against the Union, and even against LAFC where it took a late Adama Diomande goal to give all three points to LAFC. So another two weeks of CONCACAF Champions League probably shouldn't hurt them too much. Uh, we did see Atlanta, perhaps already impeded by CONCACAF Champions League, given the loss at D.C. United and then drawing at home in the home opener to Cincinnati, and an impotent Cincinnati attack at that. Uh, I don't know if I'm being harsh, but given the, the flow of the game, Atlanta probably should have had at least one or two more. I think at full strength they put that game away, but they kept the game open without scoring a second, and Cincinnati hurt them. With the Union this weekend, it's tough to say if the loss... An elimination will energize the five stripes or once again lead to fatigue late in the game, allowing the Union to hit on the counter. Either way, if you're following CONCACAF Champions League, Kansas City is your last hope. Red Bulls almost brought it back. They got two goals to tie the game at 2-2, tie the two legs at 2-2. But Santos Laguna came back and struck for four goals in eight minutes at home to eliminate the Red Bulls. And Houston looked a bit out of their league. Uh, We'll see how these teams do this week. 
I am a bit worried given the impact of CONCACAF Champions League. We have seen teams like the Red Bulls aren't afraid to play a second team. They know they have guys ready to step up. But looks like MLS is in trouble. And uh, once again, the Mexican teams establishing their dominance over MLS in this competition. On to the last part of the episode, I got a chance this week to speak to Union left-back Kai Wagner. The former Schalke youth players adapted quickly to Jim Curtin's system, despite the fact that in the first game, he conceded a turnover that led to a goal and a penalty against Toronto. Jim Curtin said in his press conference week this week that Wagner was one of the union's best players against Kansas City, and it seems that the performance has probably earned him a more secure position at left back, given the competition between veteran Fabinho and Bethlehem's steel product, Matthew Real. The German native has a tough role in the union system, as he has to operate both as a fullback and a winger at times. The union have no wide options in this 4-4-2 diamond midfield. Usually when a team plays without wingers, the defense operates with three center backs. The union still playing with just two center backs, a four-back system. Wagner has the duties of a fullback to come back and defend, but also to control the entire wide space for the union. Uh, these increased duties don't seem to phase Kai, who seems to enjoy the freedom and space it offers him on the wing. Here is my interview with Kai Wagner. What did you know about Philadelphia before you came over? Was it like some place you had your eye on or just, you know, Ernst came over and kind of pulled you out of the blue? Yeah, um, I have to say Ernst Hanner had a very good, uh, has a very good uh, name in Germany. So it's very, um, yeah, I would say famous in Germany. Um, he knows the German leagues, uh, he knows the other leagues also. So it was, uh, it was, a great chance to come to Philadelphia. Um, when you hear US, um, it's not the first thing you uh, think about it in, in Germany or in Europe. So when I'm so I'm very young, so it's not the first step normally what you want to do. But um, yeah, with Ernst Tanner, I had very good. Um, yeah, I, I talked a lot with him. We had very good uh, decisions. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't know so much about Philadelphia, but now I know a lot, and I love it. What were the conversations like, and him convincing you to come? Did he have to kind of like really convince you to come to the states because it's a little bit, as you mentioned, not as not as common? Or were you right on board once he told you his plan? No, he told me um, they want to have me. The coach was very happy. Um, that, uh, that he saw a player like me because um, they want to have a player like me um, which can play the style, uh, which played a lot of this style in Germany too, so I don't uh, need much time to, um, to get to a new system because I know the system and that was, um, yeah, I thought I have good decisions with him and, and that was the reason which, uh, why I came here to Philadelphia. Seem to adapt it really quickly to playing at left back. How do you feel out there? My feeling is good. I played a long time, not in Germany, so I'm happy to be here. Um, it's good to play here. I like the style which we are played every game. I like the uh, tactics we had in every game, and I think it will get better, uh, better uh, per game. So yeah, I'm happy to be here and to play this position. So. Have you played a system like this before in your career? 
Yeah, we play the same style in Europe too. So in my old clubs, I also played this uh, style, and yeah, it's good for me because I have a lot of space to go forward and to go backwards. And yes. What were your thoughts on the, on your performance in the past few games? Have you felt like you've been uh, getting accustomed to the team and the style very quickly? I think um, we, everybody saw in the first game it was not our uh, best uh, performance, but I think um, at the game in Kansas everybody saw that we can play very good. We can play. We can create a lot of chances. We can defend very good. Yeah, we have to do step by step. It's a new system for everybody. So I think it will getting better and better uh, per game. So we will see. I think um, the Kansas City uh, game will give us a lot. So we showed in the morning video that there were a lot of good things we have done. So I think yeah, the next game will be much better and we will win the next games. So States is, you know, it's a big country. Going on the road can be pretty tough. What was it like going on your first road game to uh, Kansas City? Was it tough? Yeah, it was nice. So, um, it was not tough. It was. We also have in the stadiums in Europe also great atmospheres, and uh, it's a little bit uh, diff different about Germany because we have to go to every game of the plane and have another. Uh, we have time changes and everything, so I have to. But it was no problem for me, so. I will uh, do that in the, in the next games also. So upcoming you have Atlanta. I'm not sure how much you've, you've heard about them, but they got a, the big stadiums, biggest crowds in MLS. How are you feeling about going in front of that? It's going to be a big difference between, I'm sure you know about it in Germany, but dif difference from what happened, comes out here. Yeah, it's, it's my third game, so I, I didn't saw the other stadiums too, but uh, yeah, I'm very happy to play in Atlanta. Everybody knows it's a great stadium, a great atmosphere there, a great team. They won last year the championship. Um, yeah, but I think we uh, we can also handle it and win there. So um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy to play there. Getting different instructions this week, young guys in Atlanta. Is there anything? That you're going to try, that you're going to be doing differently in this game, attacking-wise, defensively, or is it all more the same? I don't know if we do, um, if we will change a lot of things because we do it Kansas City game very well. Maybe, uh, maybe they play another style. Um, they play another style, but uh, yeah, we have a long week now until Sunday, so we have uh, four more days to train. And yesterday was only a little bit of recovery, so. I don't know what the trainer, uh, what the coach want to do the next day, so we will see. Anyway, that is all the time that I have this week on the American Soccer Show. I'll try to change things up every week. I'll try to do better. Without Eric, things are going to be difficult. So bear with me. Leave a review. Uh, send us a tweet. Send me a tweet. Uh, and let me know what I could do better. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher for all your American soccer needs. Make sure to leave us a review. Until next time, I'm Emmett McConnell, signing off.